Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Wednesday, February 24th on the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Welcome, everyone. My name is Rob Leonio, your host for the show, covering the Coyotes and Tucson Roadrunners for FiveForHowling.com. Hope you guys are having a good day. Arizona and Anaheim coming up for another game tonight at uh, another, another great day against the uh, Anaheim Ducks. We'll figure out how that game is going to go. Uh, but today, you know, I felt like uh, just instead of talking about today's game, about uh, just going and just having a candid conversation with some of our friends of the uh, the southwest region of the Locked On NHL hosts. So uh, I will go ahead and turn over to a candid conversation I had earlier this week. With uh, Jason Hernandez of Locked On Ducks and Sarah Avampado of Locked On Kings. So we'll go ahead and go to that right away. So let's go do that now. Uh, Sarah, how, 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 how'd you guys get those wins? Um, magic. Uh, magic potentially may have sold like Gabe Velarde's soul to the devil, maybe. Not sure. Um not going to complain about it, but uh, I don't expect it to happen again. <laughs> and I guess follow-up question, why attack Connor Garland? I don't know. <laughs> I, I I will be writing Austin Strand a very strongly worded letter because I was very unhappy with him too. Because he's so punchable? I mean, look what happened with John Gibson a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> the tackle, was, come on. That was a 10-point tackle right there. Oh, that... I have to admit the the memes on that were very fun to watch, like the look on Gibby's eyes where you say that look when they take all your food, <laughs> or even worse, that look when they leave only a teensy bit of alcohol. Oh, that would piss me off <laughs> if they left me maybe a third of a cup of wine, not even enough to get a buzz. Or if or I got know. like uh like six ounces of beer, like no. Oh no, that's it. And they still charge ten bucks for it too. Exactly. I mean, now we're talking arena prices. <laughs> yeah, beer's getting ridiculous, by the way, on all arenas, not just the minor leagues, but NHL, every sport. It's like fifteen bucks for a twenty-four ounce. Does that do anything, really? No. No, it doesn't do crap. I mean, we're all can we say alcohol aficionados on this program? Can we say that? Sure. We can say we that. We make the rules. <laughs> yeah. We're not one of the young, we're not the younger hosts of the Locks on Podcast Network. We're cultured. We've been around a while. Well, you know, to be fair, I am only a couple years out of college. So, <laughs> so you've had five years experience. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> I hope no one's anyway. So I'll ask this question: When you're watching a sporting event, what is your alcohol of choice and why? Ninety percent of the time, it's beer. 
any specific kind of beer. I I mean I mean I I I think it depends on again, you know, who's playing, you know, what like what kind of mood I'm going for. Like, you know, lately with these Coyotes games, I got myself a six pack of the uh this Grand Canyon uh brewery Kachina throwback ale that they're doing with the Coyotes. It's like, all right, I'll do that. Then maybe I'll go with like a an IPA one day. I don't know. It's it, it's really a mix a mix mixed bag for me when it comes to my beers. Uh, do you miss all the varieties of beers in California? Yes and no. The uh, Tucson, at least where I live, has got a huge variety of microbrews, and I cannot complain. We got, you know, I think what are the names? We got Dragoon, Dillinger, Barrio, stuff that maybe people haven't even heard of, but like, man, they are phenomenal. And how about you, Sarah? Um, I am, I, I tried for many years to be a beer person and then I realized it, it's, it's not beer, it's me. Um, and I, I have become an apple cider person, uh, which is much more my speed. Uh, so you usually, usually it's a can of cider or a bottle of cider or whatever. Uh, occasionally if I'm feeling very fancy, I'll have wine and my, my wine method of choosing is going to the store and buying one that has a cool label. So if you ever wonder about my like drinking proclivities, it's is it cool art? Yes, no, and then then I'll buy it. See, I mean that used to be me because I also have the same palette as Sarah, but her and I are around the same age, um, and it's not old; it's cultured. I like it. <laughs> um, I used to be of the same aspect that yeah, if the wine art looks cool, I'll get it. But something happened along the way. I started taking trips to Napa. When I would go up to NorCal for a game, whether it was Stockton or San Jose, I would always take an extra day just to pass by all the wineries. And there's a couple of really good ones I like. You know, Vincent Arroyo is one of my favorite ones. Uh, The last time I was up there, don't judge me for this, guys. I hit up eight different wineries. (laughs) Wait, wait, it gets better. In four hours. That's very efficient. Oh, it's super efficient. I mean, first off, I go in there. I already say, okay, I'm going in here, taste testing. Give me the ones that you think are really good. Here's what I like. Here's what I don't. Bam, 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 bam. It's only after like the seventh one that I was a little bit tipsy. So on that eighth one, it was an unintentional trip. After the seventh winery, I said, okay, I'm starting to feel a little bit of a buzz. So I said, hey. Let's check out this restaurant that everyone's talking about. And what is right next door to that restaurant? What do you think? Another winery. winery. Another winery. Except this one had the premier room open. It had the cellar room, which also, by the way, has a humidor and a cigar room. Now, I am not a smoker, per se, but passing by, I kind of appreciated how good it smelled. Like, it was actually kind of pleasant. See, I, I, I'm also one of the people who like, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not a smoker, but I appreciate a good cigar when I, when, when, when it exists. Like I've, I wouldn't mind one. Sarah, I, I have nothing to contribute on that that line of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to a special three-way candid crossover with Locked On Coyotes. Locked on Ducks and Locked on Kings. 
myself, Rob Liano, alongside Jason Hernandez and Sarah Evan Potter. We'll continue the conversation in just a sec, but first, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar, one of the greatest protein bars to ever come out into the world. It tastes more like a candy bar, and it tastes tastes absolutely phenomenal in that case. You know, I just saw, you know, I was look went to go ahead and look on their Twitter, and they have a special, <laughs> uh, a limited time of their uh, their cookie dough uh, crunch coming back, and I was like, oh man, I am so gonna get some, and you guys should try it too. It's a limited time only. Go ahead and go to builtbar.com right now and use the promo code locked on, and you get twenty percent off your next order. Again, go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on L O C K E D for twenty percent off. Your next order of the wonderful built bars. Um, as for types of wine, Sarah, what are some of your favorite types of wine that you drink? I mean, are you more of a red person or a white wine person? Or dessert red. wine? Red, red. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I won't turn down basically anything that someone puts in front of me, but <laughs> left to my own devices, I will pick red wine. A, a specific red wine? Um, no. No, <laughs> pretty art. Yeah, for just I'm I'm pretty 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 red wine flexible. Um, I'm, I feel like usually I would go for like a, a cabernet or something, and I feel like the only reason I would do that is just because I'm sure at some point I was at a restaurant with someone who knew knew more than I did and was like, ah, you should get this, and I was like, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, now I have just sort of evolved into does this have a fun name? Um, does this have a, a fun, fun artwork on it? I have one that like, I literally bought just because there was like a really fun pun about bears on, on the label. Um, and it ended up being very good. Um, but that, that's kind of the speed that I'm talking, we're talking about here is bear pun on the wine. Cool. <laughs> I feel like that's something that athletes are starting to get into more. Now we're starting to see more athletes open up their wineries. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but Igor Larionov, I think, had his own winery for a long time up in <laughs> NorCal. And some of his former teammates still have that bottle of wine, which I think is kind of a cool thing. So, I mean, just to bring it back to hockey, do you think wine is really like a hockey drink at an event? If you're being fancy. If you're in one of the suites or, you know, you've got club, you got club level tickets. Yeah. You know, why not? But if you're in a minor league game. No. Man. No, if you're in a minor league game. in a minor league game? If you're in a minor league game, it's either beer or whiskey. Ooh, we haven't gotten into whiskey yet, have we? Not yet. So, yeah, not yet. Welcome to that now, because why not? You're a whiskey kind of guy. What are your favorites? Mine, well, I'm a... Uh... I, I, I'll, I'll, well, obviously, there's like a million different types of whiskey. I personally love Canadian whiskey. Yeah. I find it a lot smoother than the – and don't get me wrong. Bourbon has its place. I'm just not the biggest fan. Uh, but Canadian whiskey has got something, is something special. And uh, the best – like at least so far, because I'm still exploring whiskey, but the best Canadian whiskey I had so far is Pendleton, actually, which is actually made in Oregon. But Really? Um, yeah, the first time I tried it actually was, you know, at, uh, my, I want to say it was my birthday last year or maybe even two years ago, a friend of mine took me to this, uh, 
bar downtown Tucson that serves whiskey and donuts. And he's like, right, that's amazing. A, it's, it is amazing. It is absolutely. It's called Batch. If anyone who is in Arizona and in Tucson, it's called Batch and it's whiskey and donuts. Best thing ever. Um, really? So they gave so they gave me for my birthday a creme brulee donut and they said, all right, pick a whiskey off the shelf. Like, you know, it's like a certain, you know, level high. I'm like, and I was like, all right, what's a good Canadian whiskey you got? It's like, well, Pendleton's probably one of our popular ones. I'm like, all right, let me try that. Super smooth. I was like, all right, I need to get a bottle of this when I get home. And I did, and it it was amazing. I'm I'm now curious. Donuts. That's a good combination. It is a phenomenal combination. Really? I didn't I didn't think about it at first when when it was first pitched to me. When my friend told me about it, he's like, "Yeah, we'll go to this place. It's whiskey and donuts." And I'm like, "Whiskey and donuts? That sounds strange." But you know what? Why not? Let's go for it. And then I was like, "Wow, this is actually really cool." <laughs> Well, hey, it's like carnesada and, you know, cheese curds. You would think that's not a good combination, but hey, they proved me wrong. So, there you go. Donuts, donuts and whiskey. All right. So if I have, uh, I don't want to say Krispy Kreme because that's too obvious. We'll say um, Dunkin'. If I have like a good Dunkin' and maybe some Crown Royale, will that be the same thing or is it that, does it not compare? I Well, I don't, I, I don't know because like... I think there's something about having it like that donut fresh because like they literally just like for example the creme brulee donut they literally just brought it out fresh and then they actually burnt the top with a torch you know the creme brulee style so they kind of it was like actual like you know professionally served plus it was this i think it has to go with the ambience too of that of that bar so like i think all of that together made made it and what made what made it fantastic combo uh sarah i think we got to take a road trip to tucson yes i mean the i feel like like we're just really building out the perfect like ahl city road trip especially once palm springs gets into the mix like there's a really good southwestish road trip that we can work into here absolutely i mean you could have all three like all the major cities you have tucson in the far we'll call it the far east of the southwest go west i-10 hit up palm springs go down to san diego and hit up all the microbrews and all that stuff down there that's a good road trip isn't it yeah i guess ontario too i mean yeah. ontario has a, a big mall that's uh oh. <laughs> Which one? The, the one that's right next to the arena. Oh, that indoor place. Yeah, that every time I have been to Ontario, I've had to go there because I've managed to forget something and then had a bunch of time to kill and was like, well, I guess I'll go to the mall and buy whatever I forgot. Yeah, and see, I think the last the last time you were here, you didn't even have time to go to the mall. I think I still did because I think you I still, still did. I did because I forgot... I forgot how stupid cold the arena is in Ontario and I had left the like blazer sweater professionally work person outer layer uh, back at home and I was like oh whatever no big deal and then I was like no wait that arena is horrible so I had to go to the mall before the first day of the AHL all-star game so I wouldn't freeze to death during it. <laughs> I will just leave it at this it came in handy for the after party. 
Yeah. That's it. This is a special crossover, three-way crossover between Locked On Coyotes, Locked On Ducks, and Locked On Kings. Rob Leonio, Jason Hernandez, and Sarah Avampado talking all things completely random in today's episode, ranging from uh, some of our uh, alcohol choices for watching a hockey game, food choices as well, as get as well as just talking about the uh, the experience of covering minor league hockey. We'll get more into this conversation in just a sec, but first I want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time of odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up for your account today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you need to do to get that is use the promo code LOCKEDON upon signing up, and that 50% deposit is going to be yours. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Anyway, we're going to skitter off on that topic. <laughs> um, we're talking about food briefly. What do you think are some of the best arena foods you could possibly have, especially for minor leagues and excluding poutine? This isn't a minor league, but when you walk into the Excel Center for for Minnesota Wild, it smells like donuts because they sell little mini cinnamon donuts there. And they are amazing. Like I, I had a really hard time when I was there not just spending all of my money on mini donuts, but legitimately the arena smells like donuts and it is so good. Sarah, you just-, just reminded me of what to- the Tucson Roadrunners do. There's actually a little mini cart that literally makes the donuts fresh and you see them, the mini donuts, you see them flip over in the fryer on the cart. And you just watch the entire process and you, they put whatever what thing you want, whether you want cinnamon or uh, powder or whatever, you ask for it. I, th- I think it's like $5 for like uh, like a little small bag of it. I don't remember how much is in it, but uh, it's – Oh, man. It is amazing. Now I've got to um, go to Tucson. <laughs> and it, it, everyone loves it too. Like the for, Like anyone who's in media, the first thing they do – at the beginning of a season is go take a video of the uh, donut cart and like the donut cart is up. That means the season's officially started. We are officially a go. Shut up. That's really a thing. Yes, because I'll put it this way because that donut cart has always also been around during some of the university of Arizona uh, hockey games too, usually the bigger ones. So they, they really make a, make a show out of it and everyone loves those donuts oh my god now i'm just hungry for donuts a and two we're trying to really sell the audience on minor league food or going to minor league games it seems like i'm just really trying to sell everyone on coming to tucson i mean that's fine (laughs) all right so so continue selling everyone on coming to tucson and minor league hockey in general why should they come to tucson and minor league hockey in general as i pop open this let's see if this will come through Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that came through. Uh, well, here's here's the interesting thing about like Tucson. It's like their arena is perfectly placed downtown, um, so you can literally get anything you want before the game. There's like about 500 feet down the street. There's a street taco place. You can get your street tacos or a burrito, or the a famous Arizona Sonoran dog. 
Um, what, what? Okay, what exactly is that? A Sonoran hot dog is for those that are uninitiated. Yes, it is a uh, it is a hot dog that is wrapped in bacon, topped with pico de gallo, pinto beans, and uh, may like mayo, sometimes mustard and jalapeno salsa, served with a side of like a like a like a guero pepper, and also in a bolillo bun. Ooh, oh man. That that is kind of akin to some of the best sounding stuff you could put on a hot dog ever, ever. And let me tell you, like I was skeptical at first when someone told me about. It. I'm like, that sounds like like a, a heart attack waiting to happen. And I just tried it for the first time. And I'm like, I feel like I just met heaven. This is delicious. Uh, I went to the, the first the first one I had. I think was uh, actually they sell they sell some of them inside the arena. I think that was the first time I had one. It was inside the Tucson arena. They actually had sell some. Well, do they do they sell those outside the arena, like on a hot dog cart? Oh yeah, there's uh well there's the the like I said there's the the street taco place about 500 feet down the uh, down the road, and then there's if you across scattered across the city, there's like half a million of of like food trucks and or food carts that will serve that will serve you a, a sonoran hot dog see i mean we have something similar in southern california and sarah you can attest to this every time you leave staples center or ontario what is always outside after the game oh man <laughs> the hot dog carts right yep <laughs> have you ever had one of those i have not i'm always a little sketchy about street meat what that's some of the Best stuff. I mean, I know it's pandemic time. It's probably we're a little more health conscious now. But thinking about maybe three, four years ago, uh, there was a time where every time I left the arena, I would get one of those street hot dogs, <laughs> not Sonoran style, but they would just not have the pico de gallo, but they would have some of the peppers on there, not bacon wrapped. Unfortunately, uh, you said it was bacon wrapped as far as the bun, right, Rob? No, the uh, the uh, uh, the, dog? the dog was bacon wrapped. Okay. We have something similar here in Southern California, but not as intense as it is out there. It's a different style, obviously. Um, I I think that is one of the best post-game foods you could have is the street hot dog. I don't know about now, but to me, that was that was it right there. Leaving Staples Center. I mean, it was always just a, it, was, it was always just street tacos. Like I would always go to like a you know like one of the local hole in the wall twenty four hour taquerias and like. Just get me a burrito, get me some street tacos, mm. and I am good. I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you both are here. It makes me really happy right now. <laughs> I'm so hungry now. <laughs> See, I, funny thing is, I was actually just having this conversation with some coworkers of mine at the radio station I work at, and they're like, they're like, they're like, Rob, you always make us hungry, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of have an act for that. See, my excuse is I used to weigh a little bit more, so there's always that little fat kid in me that wants more food. <laughs> I, I don't know about you guys, but that kid is always saying, give me more, give me more. It's like a hungry little dog staring at you, <laughs> begging for more treats. That's See, I was how a, I was. I was a cross-country runner, and every time after races, I would always want to get food because you know, long-distance food, especially, I, I'm like, right, I need food, I need food. Oh, Oh my god. Okay. So this is kind of athletics related, but not really hockey related. So every year I run the LA Marathon. And every year between mile five and seven, 
there's this hot dog guy <laughs> that is always serving chili dogs right at mile six, right at that point where you're starting to get a little bit hungry and it always smells delicious. And every time I pass through there, I would always say next year, next year, next year, next year. And I thought about it this year, but I was going for a record time, which I did get. I'm always afraid to try the chili dog at mile six because what will happen at mile 10, 11, 12? I never know. But I see people stop there and it always smells delicious. <laughs> it's, it's like testing the ultimate willpower. And you have this all along only the first half of the LA Marathon. Never the second half when you actually are hungry. But the first part of the race. They're teasing us, man. Man, that's I I want the like oral history of everyone who's bought one of those hot dogs during the marathon. Like I just I want someone to write it write a story about this because it either seems like a great idea or a lot of people drop out at mile 11. I'm, I'm going to wager a guess that around mile 18 or around maybe 16, that half of the people who got the hot dogs are going to experience the runner's trots. <laughs> Aptly named, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my guess. I mean, I don't tell you because I, I, I've run lo- those marathons, half marathons before. I think, you know, San Jose Rock and Roll, for example, they have, you know, these, you know, homeowners or whatever along the along the route they'll be cooking bacon right outside on the route it's like hey oh bacon, come get your bacon and i'm just like why are you kidding are me you, why are you torturing me you're not kidding are you i am not kidding what mile was that and why are they cruel this was around i want to say like mile four or five. Oh god yeah i'm just like no that's please. mean yeah, it's been a while since I've done one of those rock and rolls. So, like the, I mean, the last major race I did was Big Sur, and nothing happens on that route. Oh come on, it's a, it's a beautiful scenery. Oh, I mean, I mean, nothing of like you know distraction besides that because that is beautiful. I mean, the scenery there is almost as beautiful as Lake Tahoe. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, good segue. Yeah, I mean. You both saw some of the scenes. Let's segue into that just for finality. <laughs> Outdoor game. What do you think? It was beautiful. Yeah, it was gorgeous. See, I I'm a huge, uh, like I'm, I I I grew up only two two and a half three hours away from Lake Tahoe, so it kind of brought back memories. Seeing some of the scenery, I'm just like, man, that that's like some of my childhood vacation memories right there and to see a hockey game being played right freaking there was awesome plus yeah see how, how the nhl put it um tried to pull it off you know there were some glitches but man they did a great job and i, I again i love that place like i know it obviously isn't financially feasible for well it would be financially feasible if people would be okay with making like slightly less money than they usually do but I would love that they if they would do this more often. Like, uh, like I, I definitely do not subscribe to the whole like ah oh, the purest form of hockey is just a man on skates on a lake. Like I don't create, I don't care. But like it was so refreshing to just see a game that was just about watching the game. There was no crowd. It was just about we're playing the game. There's this beautiful scene around. Wow. Well, I mean. There were, you know, whatever, but like it, it was, it was such a different experience than the stadium series, <laughs> any of those outdoor games that we've been seeing. Um, and I feel like they could do a little more cool stuff with it because they also didn't have to worry about 
cramming in, you know, 70 plus thousand fans or whatever. But I, I wish that they could, they would do these more often of just, you know, no fans, just some dudes by a lake. Um, maybe someday they'll actually get Pierre Edouard Belmer his like dream of actually playing on a lake. Um, but you know, he had his heart broken by learning they weren't playing actually on Lake Tahoe. But, <laughs> oh, uh, poor guy. You poor know, guy. He, he, he looked like you, it was like one of those, like you could see the moment his heart broke whenever he <laughs> told, was told, no, we're not playing on the lake. I, but it, it was just so cool to watch. And of course, like the NHL can't get out of its own way because of course they managed to find ways to, to, you know, oops, we forgot about the sun. Like dear, dear Gary Bettman, how did you forget about the sun? But you know, all things told, it was a pretty neat, uh, pretty neat thing to watch, and I'm pretty sure that Gritty might have killed the Bruins mascot. <laughs> oh, I, I, I saw that. What was up with? <laughs> okay, you'll gritty, never know. <laughs> gritty being gritty will always be one of my favorite things, especially during the outdoor games. You know, you have him streaking on the field one game, and now you have this. <laughs> I mean, Gritty is the ultimate mascot, but yeah, saying that there was no fans. There were some fans there, Sarah, and you were the one that tweeted about this. There were, because some people went and hung out on the lake, uh, which I feel like like that was like the coolest, like most unexpected. I mean, I'm sure someone could have predicted that was going to happen, but just seeing all these people rolling up in boats and kayaks and stuff uh, was pretty neat. And uh, yeah, as I, as I noticed, uh, there was a guy in a kayak in a Chicago Wolves jersey, which is one of the other teams I cover. Uh, and the Wolves ended up, they actually tracked him down. They um, did. They did. And he, because the guy was like, I'll do a polar plunge for a jersey. And the Wolves were like, hey, what if like we al- you also do like a donation to one of the charities they support or something? And the guy did it. So they're working on, I believe, getting him his jersey. Uh, but, you no know, kidding. fans are everywhere, including in the middle of Lake Tahoe, apparently. I didn't hear about the follow-up to that, so thanks for that. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going somewhere with this. Oh, so yeah, there was a lot of other fans, not just Saturday, but Sunday. I don't know if you guys saw the guy that actually took the polar plunge Sunday night in what can only be described as um, <clears throat> patriotic underwear. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. Well, that was a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not get a chance to see that, but that's that's something else. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. There was a more diverse crowd on Sunday, and if I was not working this weekend, I would have totally gone up there to do that. Except um, I don't know how to kayak or canoe. <laughs> I don't own one. I would have. I, I would have just said screw it and go anyways. Like, just why not? I. Do, do, but do you know how to kayak? No. If I tipped over, I'd, I'd, I'm like, ah, that's fine. I'd well, probably... if you tip over, you'll definitely get on television. <laughs> exactly. And you know, not, 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 nothing bad about tipping over and in uh, falling into a uh, a pretty deep alpine and very cold alpine lake and not knowing how to swim. I'm be perfect. No problems oh, yeah. there. <laughs> Yeah, I oh, kayaked that. exactly once and was like, this is scary. I'm never doing it again. And then I, I was up in Kenora, Ontario, because that is the kind of vacation that I take. And uh, I just sat on the dock and watched my friend kayak around instead. And she was like, I saw a bald eagle and a bear. And I was like, that's nice. I saw some fish. Um, I've done the Davy Crockett canoes at Disneyland. Does that count? No. <laughs> ah. 
then I have no experience. <laughs> I would have just gotten one of those like uh, those uh, those like pedal boats that you just go ahead and just like. <laughs> Only if it was like a giant one shaped like a swan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would I would have shaped it based off of whatever uh, hockey team I'd have it, but you know. Yeah. By the way, I a have giant to just... shaped pedal boat. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> what are we starting? <laughs> if someone out there wants to make that. Please send us a picture. It's probably already happening. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I mean, I did like that there were fans of all shaped. I mean, all the teams that were represented, including the Red Wings. Someone out there, some brave soul with a Red Wings flag. First off, Red Wings fans still exist. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm kidding, so. Nolan. I'm, I'm kidding, Nolan. <laughs> and second, that's too mean. I have to give props to some of the people bringing out their best jerseys out on the lake, but especially the boats that had the American flag and the Canadian flag. They had the fire pit in the boats with the TV on. What kind of setup would you guys have if you're going to do that? Oh, boy. Aside from, the duck, aside from a paddle boat, Sarah. I mean, that was my whole answer was gritty shaped paddle boat thing. <laughs> All right, um, we've been talking for a while. I think we should wrap this up here. So I'm just going to like do the whole like plugs here. So my podcast is Locked on Anaheim Ducks. You can find me at LO underscore Ducks. My personal service is at SimpyJD. I've been drinking. <laughs> can I say that on the air? Yeah, we make the rules. Yeah, that's right. We make the rules. Uh, so Sarah, since you were next to talk, go ahead. Say whatever you want. Uh, I am on Twitter at right said Sarah locked on Kings is at locked on LA Kings. If you feel like uh, experiencing pain with me, you can go do that. Uh, I'm also on locked on NHL on Mondays and Wednesdays, uh, locked on NHL pods on Twitter. Uh, and of course, all shows available wherever you get your podcasts. And Rob, my new best friend. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean that, Sarah. <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> Well, I I'm on Twitter at RobLeonio1, and uh, well, locked on Coyotes at L O underscore Coyotes. Uh, again, we are a, a uh, Connor Garland stan account, so you will see me tweet about Connor Garland maybe uh, maybe once a day, if that's if you're if we're lucky about once a day, we'll say about that. Um, but I also cover the Road Runners, doing a lot of stuff there too. So you'll see you see me tweet a lot about uh the little the meeps down there. Meep meep. Meet meet Molly's right. Yep, meet meet. What what Sarah? No, I love it. I'm very charmed. <laughs> they actually right, do that. Like every time they introduce the Tucson Roadrunners at the arena, the PA guy is like, and like you're Tucson Roadrunners, and then they and then you hear they speak and go meet meet. <laughs> That's, That's so incredible. Cute. I love it. All right, we are way over time on this episode, but it was a fun conversation, uh, candid conversation, just talking about a bunch of random stuff. You know, like I said, we talked food, we talked alcohol, we talked uh, some uh, minor league uh, city experiences. Uh, so you guys can, you know, go ahead, check that stuff out yourself. You know, you know, Tucson is always here. San Diego, great place. Again, fun conversation. Once again, thanks to... Uh, Jason Hernandez of Locked On Ducks and Sarah Avampato of Locked On Kings for this fantastic candid conversation uh, for the uh, for today's episode. 
If you liked what you heard, don't forget to leave a good review and to subscribe if you're yet to already. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts. Thanks, everyone, to you guys once again for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe. Hope you guys stay healthy. And don't forget to howl on.